welcome back to another episode of Documenting Narrative Discussions with Persons of Drastically Cool Adventure, Season 2, or as we have been calling it, DND Podcast, a little acronym for our show. My name is Baseball Jenkins, and with me today we have someone who is quite the talk of the town here in Chick Nugget. You've heard his name undoubtedly. I'm, I almost forgot to use your title. The now newly confirmed anointed Sir Toby Flutterheart. Toby, you'll see you have a little black orb sitting on the table in front of you. If you just sort of oh, talk yeah, near that, it'll pick up. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, my name is Toby. Close. Well, doesn't need to be that close. Okay. It will just sort of speak at a normal volume, and it will pick up the. Uh, audio from our conversation and store it great yeah in our archives wow this is the first time i've ever been interviewed by anyone very exciting well welcome to the show it's a pleasure to have you as i said you are all over everyone's lips uh at least your name is (laughs) although i assume you have become quite popular with the ladies and the fellas after you successfully saved our city and our nation. No, princess. I wouldn't say that. I'm just, I was just in the right place at the right time, and I'm not popular with anyone. Oh, well, you should be. Oh. Uh, and even if you're in the right place at the right time, you did the right thing, and I think that yeah, sp- yeah, it was great. You know, I saw the princess in there, and uh, I, she. She was pretending to be asleep. I think she was waiting for the right guy, and I didn't seem well, to take be... Us, take us there. Tell us where you were when this happened. What was going through your mind? How did you find her? Give us give us the story. Yeah, well, uh, I was going through... I had just left my friend. Uh, I just found God, which was great. Or one of them. Good. One of them. I, Stu. Stu is my, my dude, you know, up there. Um, a lot of people have these. Um... I guess I'm not as devout as I should be, but I, I'm getting there. But yeah, I just I just found religion and was on this little adventure, and I found myself in the woods trying to find myself. And I came across this cottage, and it was, it was so strange. I, because, I don't know, it gave off this weird vibe. I went inside, had to do a talk show with a a German game show host, whatever that means. Uh, this is a phenomenon we've heard from other adventures. You've heard about this before. Bizarre. It is. It's well documented in our archives. I can show you once we're finished here. Some person with a thick accent who appears to have, in multiple dungeons, inserted bizarre games. Yeah. Uh, very well documented situation. See, I would love to have a conversation with you about that after the after we're done here, because we'll have an extensive talk. Yeah. I've had a lot but, of existential but, dread surrounding it, but, but you're there. You're in the room. There's the the game show. Yeah, and I, you know, I finish the game show. I do the best I can, and I get done with it. And there's this room, and inside the room is this princess. You know, fairy tales. She's lying on the bed, and how did she look? disheveled really yeah i mean i i don't know if that's sacrilege to say she uh she looked like a princess i'll say that she was definitely a princess i could tell 
So do you think do you think there was any sort of disconnect with um you know you mentioned fairy tales with this princess being uh, disheveled or, or 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 not in a state which of course makes sense considering she was in side of that building for, mm-hmm. for some 15 odd years yeah she wasn't um, in a coma at all but like by any means she was fully cognizant for all of that time i i know he's my king but that's a long time to lock your daughter in the in the dungeon yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway um excuse me uh moving on to to other subject i understand you come from a small village uh, in the southern part of our nation. Yeah. What, what is it like to be traveling across the country and find yourselves here? Well, Yourself here. It's, uh, it's certainly adventure. Uh, not a lot of people from my village get out. So uh, it, was a, it was a first for my family. It was a first for the... Not a first for the town, but... Uh, first for from my personal experience. I, I don't know a lot of people uh, who go out adventuring from our town and it was it was sort of a godsend you know i i never saw myself having this much fun outside of everwell i thought everwell would be my forever home you know but being out in the world really opens your eyes couldn't recommend it enough to anyone Do out you miss there it? everwell yeah my i left my dad back there uh dad if you're listening I don't know if this is getting distributed anywhere, but uh, love you, I miss you, and I'll be back home soon. And for those of you who are not on our distributor list, it's as easy as getting in touch with one of our vendors from many of the larger towns in the southern region. You are able to subscribe, and we will send you monthly orbs of audio where you can listen to these interviews with people like Toby and other adventurers. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned religion a couple of times, and I must say you're sort of dressed um, somewhere between a wizard and a thief. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- where exactly do you place yourself on the scale of adventuring heroes? I don't really like to put a label on myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to find my own way in the world. So you could call me a fighter, a wizard, a rogue, a cleric, but honestly, I I don't call myself any of those things. I just I'm a adventurer through and through and whatever that means, I'm going to be the best at it. Fascinating. Most adventurers that we meet travel with multiple companions mm-hmm. and they might expand their skills into another area. Most of them don't spread themselves out so much. Do you think your choice to be alone is related to your choice to have all of these different abilities? I think so. I'm definitely, I'm one who strives to learn as much as I can. So I'm not going to stop at finding religion. You know, it was great, but there's so much more to learn. So I'm going to find someone else, another mentor... That's the thing, is you got to find mentors, people who are willing to help you. And uh, I've found plenty of great ones who have helped me so far. Are you afraid to die? Wow. Wow. I'm 16. Adventuring is a dangerous profession. I guess I never thought about it. I've come in, in, like, 
near-death experiences, yeah. But I'm not afraid to die, I don't think. I think I can handle myself. Though I have, I admit I have a lot to learn. I, I think, I think I've got a lot more to do before I die, you know? During our pre-interview mm-hmm. with our intern Steve, you shared that you spent four years as a slinky. Can you talk to that? Yeah. Uh, being a slinky was really eye-opening for me. You know, four years, that's a long time. And whew, I couldn't tell i couldn't tell you how long i was a slinky i know it was four years but man it felt like it felt just like that but it also felt like an eternity and being a slinky it it changes you you know literally yeah literally mentally i feel more elastic more springy so you learned from being a slinky i learned so much from Arguably, I learned more from being a slinky, <laughs> more from being a slinky than anything else in my entire life. Sorry, Dad. I know you did your best to raise me, but but man, <laughs> sorry. Um, that was something special. Toby's father, for the low price of fifteen silver a month, you can hear your son's apology. <laughs> I want to get into a series of questions that we like to ask all of the adventurers who come on our show. Many of them have been out and seen strange things, strange monsters. So, I suppose what I'm asking is, what is the weirdest fucking shit you've ever seen? It's a great question. I guess the weirdest shit... Sorry, the weirdest fucking shit I've ever seen uh, was myself. Yeah, I saw myself... Have you heard of doppelgangers? There have been a few documented cases. I've never heard of someone coming across one imitating themselves. They they looked exactly like me. They acted just like me. They had me believing that they were me. You suffered an identity crisis. Yes. Um, kind of like how I did with the Slinky. I, I forgot who I was. You know? It's a strange... Stra- it's... It was probably the weirdest fucking shit I've ever seen. You know? mm-hmm. If you could go back and talk to yourself the day before you set out on your adventure, what would you say? Uh, start as a fighter instead of a wizard. I, I'd probably say that. It would be a lot easier to get your why, feet off the ground. Why that advice, specifically? Just because I was miserable as a wizard. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't do a single goddamn thing as a wizard. You were, you were vulnerable. I was vulnerable. I was weak. Really could have done with some uh, some sword training at least. Sure. That seems like perhaps an oversight on perhaps whomever first gave you the guidance to, to go on your journey. Yeah. Whoever was helping teach you. Yeah, uh, thanks. Whoever... That. Whatever god that was. So you're 16. Mm -hmm. You've saved the princess. Yeah. You're a knight. You got quite a hunk of change, I believe. I'm going to buy a house, which is something I never thought I'd say at 16. Well, 
you're 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 a self-starter as it were what what, what's next where where do you go how do you go up from here probably gonna stop adventuring and open a small business and no i'm just kidding i there's no stopping there's no stopping in this line of work once you get a taste of adventure you you keep on going till you run out and i've got some years ahead of me so after i'm done after i buy this house i think i'm gonna head out again see what else is out there outside of the the holdings of chicken nugget travel across the nation or into others perhaps across the nation yeah we'll see so let me just i have a question can i i just i have to ask you you have a question yeah feel free curious you're the interviewer i became very curious about when i heard your story and where you're coming from and because if you think if you talk to many adventurers you can ask many people about their time about their experiences about um being putting themselves in danger you can talk to them about being with other people and i'm not trying to compare other people's experiences to you but when i heard your story specifically being someone who travels on your own and this isn't necessarily true for everybody else who does adventuring with a large group of people um though i understand you have at times worked with other people i just had a question because based off of your experience that my limited view of what you've done i was curious and i had a question my question was i was wondering if and again i don't want to to put the put you in a box or because because you're different but that's not a bad thing and i just want to learn from your experience um why why do you do this wow i i don't know what you've heard other people say what other people's experiences are but honestly it's just a fun thing to do in the evenings you know it's just a fun thing I didn't have a lot going on at home. You know? I read a lot of books. Uh, I studied wizardry. I met with the crazy old man down the way. And he talked about adventuring all the time. That was a big influence. And the reason I kept at it is because once you get out of your zone of comfort, which I have done immensely you realize how much you're missing and i'm not comfortable ever we're gonna get back to the tough questions in just a moment but first a quick word from our sponsor whenever i get hungry i find that there are multiple options for food within the city but they're not always satisfying they're not always convenient they're not always clean And the most convenient ones often, to be frank, upset my stomach. That's why I go for Bob's Kebabs. Bob's Kebabs is a food cart company located primarily in the southern part of the city of Chicknugget. Their kebabs are cheap, they're delicious, and they're ready to eat hot right when you get there. They only give you the shits sometimes, and for my subscribers, you can get a special deal when you use the promo code DDPODCAST at your checkout. Tell Bob baseball said hello. So Toby, it was my and I think the rest of the city's understanding that whomever rescued the princess had to marry her. Oh yeah, this. 
And so that's obviously not going to be the case with you two. Um, there was no chemistry, you know. <laughs> okay. We did not click. And I, you know, I've talked about it on, on this podcast. I, I'm young. I have so much more to do. And if, if I get married to this princess, then I, I won't be able to adventure anymore. So, I mean, because she's a princess, you know, I'll be part of the bureaucracy. Lots of responsibilities. Right. Lots of responsibilities. So instead, I talked to this archmage and she, uh, she had this idea where she broke the metaphorical bond that we had from us. I understand. I understand there was some sort of bizarre ritual. Can you walk me through what was going on? Because I thought there was a magical bond between Apnea and her rescuer. Yeah, yeah. Magical. It's whatever you want to believe. I I just know the ritual was not something I've ever experienced before. So what she did, and I'm not from Chick Nugget. I, I, I don't know if, if this is normal or if this is something... That, that goes daily. But basically, she took us to the back room, right? Of the church. There's a back room in the church, if you didn't know. And she... There were five, six children, I want to say, singing. They seemed to be singing already when we went back there. I think there were just perpetual singers it's back like there. The choir. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just perpetual. And they didn't stop throughout the entire ceremony. It sounded like, I don't know, holiday jingles they were singing. It didn't fit the mood. And she started chanting and incanting. And she signaled to one of her assistants to bring in this goat. Killed this goat. The most gruesome thing imaginable. I mean, Princess Apnea seemed totally chill with it. She must have seen this a thousand times. And the children, all the all the while are, are singing like show tunes maybe I don't know uh, dipped her hands in the goat rubbed it all over us gave us a little kiss on the mouth I, I don't know what that was about I only saved that for my dad um, it it kept going the, the entire process took about four hours there was a she had us memorize lines for like a skit this skit was like um i don't know you know gangsters gangsters like criminals <laughs> organized crime like organized crime right so princess abnia had to be like the gangster boss right and uh and i had to be like the goon <laughs> this is nor- this is this this sounds pretty cut dry so far <laughs> This is, yeah, okay. That's what I was curious about. So you were concerned, this made you uncomfortable. To be covered in goat's blood, kissed, and told to be a goon. (laughs) Yeah. I, just, I'm not used to it. I'm not used to it. I've never had to memorize lines for a ritual. I really don't Mm. think it was a magic bond. I honestly think she wanted to see us act. So when did the... 
when did it feel magic? Did it ever feel magic? Was Not ever one ceremony? second did it feel magic. Do you think you'll you'll ever get married? <laughs> <laughs> After that, uh, n- not anytime soon. I I don't know what what that entails, but in different places. I I can't go through that again, anytime soon. Understandable. A last question before we wrap up. If I'm a scared citizen and my town is in trouble and I hear that Sir Toby Flutterheart is coming to save me, what should I expect? That's a great question. Uh, first thing I'd suggest you do is hide. Um, maybe run from you or from the danger Mm. just because i don't know if i can handle it if i'm being honest well um trust that i will but to err on the side of caution just maybe learn some swords i might need backup so (laughs) learn how to fight maybe I'm a hero. Don't get me wrong. No, I just want to understand. So you, 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 <laughs> you, you would, you, you would ask the people who are calling you for help if they would volunteer to risk their lives. You're asking if they would volunteer and risk their lives with you. I just don't know what. <laughs> I just don't know what I'm getting into, you know, and it's better safe than sorry. You don't want to be a helpless citizen, right? I can't, you can't depend on me for everything. You can depend on me, but not for everything. So if I need backup, I need backup. I'm a hero. You know, I'm still a hero. Just be ready. A hero who admittedly needs help. Toby, that's all the time we have for today. I have to admit, I've interviewed many people. I've interviewed the Archmage Magicia. I have interviewed what was she like? adventurers as groups. She's a little cold. Yeah, she seemed a little cold. She's a little cold. She didn't bring a goat or anything. Her du- Her direction style is not... Anything I'm comfortable she with. Seems, she seems to be a severe woman. I have interviewed Magicia, the Archmage. I have, misu- I have interviewed countless adventuring parties, individuals, groups together. I've interviewed Robert Duvall. And this, this interview immediately ranks high on the interest ones and you're quite a young man wow i'm i was honored to even be asked here i really appreciate you taking the time um for my folks back at everwell peace and love love you all i'll be back home soon uh greatest swordsman if you're out there love you sneera hope you're doing well yeah that's about it
That concludes this week's episode of D&D Podcast. Join us next week as we talk to a gnome barbarian whose voice is deep and deeper when he's angry. Thank you, and good night.